At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. And running on a Thursday night here on the nightcap alongside Femi Abebefe sitting in for Sean King. I am Tim Murray. The preseason is here. Buddy. Hall of Fame game, Femi. We're fired up. I tell you what, I did not bet on this game, but just to have football back in our lives, it just brings so much warmth to my heart. <laughs> it's, is, it's, is this football? It's something that looks like football, and it that's does, good enough for me on August It resembles August football, and you know... <laughs> Typical to like the first weekend of college football when you get to all those lightning delays. We had a yeah. delay uh, to start this game, which was to our benefit here on the nightcap because now we get the college mm-hmm. the uh, the football game all throughout. Um, the long list of inactives uh, was just that. Yeah. Uh, let's see, <laughs> uh, for the Jaguars. Uh, Travis Etienne, Zay Jones, Trevor Lawrence, Christian Kirk, Marvin Jones, Lavisca Chenault. Uh, Devin Lloyd, uh, Cam Robinson, Brandon Sheriff, Josh Allen. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of folks, yeah. as we all expected. David Carr uh, is, of course, not playing football anymore. Derek Carr yeah, uh, also <laughs> did not play football tonight. But it's twenty to nothing, Femi. The first half over, as you pointed out before coming on the air, has easily cashed thanks in part to uh, the wheels of of Jared Stidham. Yes, sir. Jared Stidham, he's alternating with Nick Mullins. So it's interesting uh, scenario that we've had here with Josh McDaniels. I think he's probably trying to find out who he wants to be QB2 behind Derek Carr there. So maybe something of insight that we can glean from this first half here from the Raiders that we were talking about it before the show started. Maybe they take this a little bit more seriously, not just tonight, but throughout the course of the preseason. Yeah, Uh, we we talked about it last night, uh, me and Adam Burke. Um, I did throw... Very, very little on the Raiders tonight. And uh, I mentioned it last night. It was more of the, uh, as, you know, different people have different terminology. Uh, Brad Powers says pizza money. Uh, our friend Patrick Everson says uh, Chili's money. Yeah. Uh, for me, it was keep Tim entertained money. Uh, that's what it was tonight. And, it wasn't uh, gas money, was it? Because that's a 10-unit that's a no, banger. No, 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 <laughs> not, uh, not anymore. You know, used to be, maybe once upon a time. But uh, a couple bucks on the Raiders, uh, and uh, they lead 20 to nothing. Mm-hmm. They certainly could blow it. Uh, it's the preseason. You never know. But it does feel like, and this was kind of my angle on twofold, 
I, I felt like Josh McDaniels, you know, being that he hasn't been a head coach in the NFL in over a decade, you know, the the two preseasons he had in Denver, they went one and three both times. Uh, Adam brought up the uh, the fact that this is you know where he's from, uh, with the fact that. Uh, he played his high school football uh, on this field in Canton. Mm-hmm. But more so for me, it was uh, the fact that I feel like there is a little bit of something out there for him to prove. Even though it's the preseason, and and everyone should know this game means absolutely nothing. And Derek Carr didn't play, and you know, Devontae Adams didn't play, and a lot of these big-name guys uh, aren't playing. I, I felt like you know the Raiders would be trying to, to prove a little bit more. Even though I, th- I think that the angle that some people said was... The Jaguars have a lot to prove with Urban Meyer being gone and Doug Peterson stepping in. To me, I felt like Doug Peterson had nothing to prove tonight. I feel like he's pretty secure with his resume. The guy's won a Super Bowl, and he's not Urban Meyer. I mean, he has both of those working for him pretty well heading into into this season (laughs) down in Jacksonville. But uh, 20 to nothing, and that looks like that'll be the score heading into the half. The uh, Oakland Raiders, uh, they don't play in Oakland anymore. Las Vegas Raiders, two for two today. Uh, Derek Carr and Oakland Raiders. But you reference. corrected yourself, though, so it doesn't, it's only a yellow card, <laughs> not quite a red card uh, for a soccer reference. Shout out to the Premier League getting underway tomorrow. Um, right now, I'm looking at the props for like the Raiders to win by exact scores or so. Yeah. Uh, Raiders to win, because they were currently up 20 to nothing. Mm-hmm. Raiders to win by 19 to 24. Now it's doubtful that this score holds. I'd pay out 16 to 1. Ooh. You don't really see blowouts too often. In the preseason. And it looks like we're on pace for a blowout tonight. Now, does this get way out of hand? I don't think so. Just because you're going to start to get the third and fourth stringers in there. And it's doubtful that the Raiders third and fourth stringers will be able to kind of pull ahead unless McDaniel starts emptying the playbook, which would never not know. be wise. Never <laughs> know. You don't want to put stuff on tape in August. You know, you want to save the save it in the holster there for uh, September, October, November, December. But um, an interesting angle. I asked you beforehand because you put a little bit on the Raiders to yep. money line to win this game here. Do you try to middle a preseason <laughs> I, game? Do you come back on the other side? Because at DraftKings right now, <laughs> 19 and a half is what you're getting if you want to back Jacksonville. You know, it, give, it gives us a pretty big <laughs> window of opportunity. Um, we'll see what that second half line is here. Uh, I was a coward and didn't go fully, and I didn't lay the two or two and a half. I just... Um, uh, I just... Uh, Ultimately went with um, went with the money line because it, you know I was ex- fully expecting you know Jacksonville to make it a one point game and miss a two point conversion or something like that. But um, I don't know. Should I do it for for entertainment purposes to to see if we can catch the middle here? I feel like I almost have to twenty point middle twenty point middles, which you could have here. Now I have my second half tab open. The lines have not yet yeah. populated, but just the fact that I opened a second half. Uh, tab for football. It makes you just, feel good. It makes it? you feel real good, man. And we'll see what the folks at Circa hang here. Um, I haven't seen anything over at DraftKings as of now, but uh, we'll get a secondhand li- second half line here momentarily. But uh, <laughs> so far, this Jacksonville team kind of a shaky start. CJ Beathard didn't play because he's injured. Trevor Lawrence out there uh, in street clothes. So it was Jake Luton, the pride of Marysville, Washington, out there getting the start. You just wanted to give a Jaguars. shout out to Marysville, shout out to Marysville. Washington. Uh, they, were, they were one of our rivals, though, in football, though. So uh, I guess not too much of a shout out. All right. But, hey, I have, you know, I have the Northwest. I have the lineup, Femi. Okay. Uh, Jaguars minus a half, second half. Wow. I got to do it. I got to. I, I mean, mean I, I have to try to middle this. I think I might get in there with you. Because I, I don't have a play pre flop. <laughs> and I want something on this game to be invested in the second half of a preseason game, even though it's a Hall of Fame game. So do I think, the Jaguars win the second half? 
Do you go money line minus one thirty? Do you lay the half point? I'll lay the half. Point. Yeah, lay the, I'll lay the half point. I'm not. I'm not scared. Going for the middle. Nothing. Nothing gets the juices flowing like going for a going for a middle in the preseason. So we are we are all in on. Now, now who in the world is the quarterback that's going to come out for Jacksonville? Is another question. I have no idea. That we should ask. You know <laughs> what's interesting too. Is Kyle Slaughter. Slaughter. I do I do think it's worth noting, and I'm curious, on a serious note, betting the Raiders moving forward, mm-hmm. is this Mullins and um, Stidham situation, I think that's a really good angle to keep in mind when betting on the preseason. Yeah. Because when you have these quarterback competitions, look, we know Derek Carr is the, the entrenched starter. He's not going anywhere. But it really feels like, Based off of the playing time tonight with the you know the flip flopping that Stidham and Mullins are both vying and fighting for that number two spot, and in all likelihood, I mean these two guys are uh, of veteran nature. Uh, you know, with the new uh, practice squad rules, they they might be able to slip onto the practice squad, uh, but more than likely. One of them will be cut, and one of them will keep their job. So, you know, that's one of the biggest things I always look for when it comes to the preseason. You know, we talked about last night John Harbaugh and his success that he's had yep. as the head coach of the Raiders. Pete Carroll has had a lot oh, of yeah. success uh, in the preseason. They're an interesting team. I took a look at them week one uh, in the preseason. They're catching three points. Seattle is at Pittsburgh. They've also got a kind of de facto quarterback competition. Mm-hmm. So if you can find these angles, you know, a, a some sort of battle, especially at the quarterback position, where where one of these guys it, is trying to make the roster or take the starting job, those are teams, in my opinion, to keep a very strong eye on to potentially back in the preseason, Femi, because those are teams that they're trying with live bullets to see who's going to win this job. I, I 100% agree. I mean, last year it was very profitable to back Denver yep. when they had Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke going for that quarterback competition. I mean, you saw the second guy playing well into the third quarter, going up against threes and fours, just absolutely lighting it up there because they were trying to get those evaluations. The two teams that I've really circled is Pittsburgh, Carolina, Seattle's another one. So the Steelers-Seahawks game, you really can't take too much advantage because I think you're going to get decent quarterback play from both sides in that game. But Carolina with Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold, that is a legitimate quarterback competition. Yeah. And then after those guys, you get Matt Corral, who, if he's going up against threes and fours, should be able to move the football as well. So these teams that have a lot of quarterback depth, and they also have incentive to play these guys and actually not use the playbook, but use some plays that they want to see them run come regular season, I think it is very advantageous to back those kind of teams. Yeah, and I'm looking at it right now. Next Saturday afternoon uh, in front of, like, I don't know, 8,000 strong at FedEx Field. Carolina yeah. at Washington. Carolina, catching points. Carolina catching two. Um, I, I think Carolina would be the look there because, look, yeah. Carson Wentz, what does he have to prove? He has nothing to prove. Oh, no. He's got that job. He's got the guaranteed money. Um, you know, Heineke, uh, you know, could come out there and want to prove something. But Sam you know, Howell, perhaps? I, I think Carolina is fascinating because they, of almost any team, truly have a quarterback competition. I think the majority of us believe that Baker Mayfield will win that job, yeah. Femi. But Sam Darnold absolutely is, is vying for it. What we've heard out of Carolina early on is that they're splitting reps. So, you know, you look at that week one game in the preseason next Saturday, you know, that could be one uh, certainly to keep an eye on. And also with that game, you've seen the total tick up because 
with the quarterbacks being out there, you're also probably going to see the offensive lines stay out there as well because they want to give them a fair shot. You play behind this offensive line. You don't have to play behind a second one. So they want to get both of these guys behind decent offensive lines to where they can get protected and get a legitimate evaluation, which bodes well for the running game. It bodes well for the pass protection and all that. And, yeah, you might be paying a little bit of a tax, but oftentimes the spread doesn't really come into play in these preseason games. Well, Ike Aquanu, if he's going to be day one starter at left tackle down there in Carolina, uh. Miles Garrett is his uh, his, his – his competition in week one of the regular season. Welcome to the NFL. You, you might want to get him out there and get some live reps. Uh, so we will see. 20 to nothing at the end of the first half. Go ahead and cash those first half overs. Yeah, thanks to Jarrett Stidham scampering in for six. Your second half line, Jaguars minus a half. Femi and I rolling with We're the in. Jags, baby. It's the preseason. Come on back. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back in. This segment of the Nightcap is being presented by Zinn Nicotine Pouches. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that have helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zinn understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little different. Everyone's on their own journey. But whenever you feel like you're ready to take that step forward toward change, Zinn will be there for you. Check out Zinn Nicotine Pouches at Zinn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Alongside Femi Abebefe, I am Tim Murray. It is the Nightcap live from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas. Femi, we were looking out. Mm-hmm. Um, got a pretty good crowd on a Thursday night in early August. Tell you, the pigskin brings the people out, man. People are alive, ready to go now the Raiders, so people are going to already be out here inherently because it's the home team. But uh, people want football, man. I mean, you can make fun of it, and the people that say, oh, I can't believe you're getting excited about a preseason game, what have you. But you know what? We love football. We love betting on football. We love watching football. We have it tonight, sort of, with the Hall of Fame game. But uh, we're going to get a full slate next week with week one of the preseason. And you know what? This is, I think, the last week to where we don't have football every single week until February 13th. So here we go, man. Football season's back. By the way, uh, we're going to talk some college football. Bottom of the hour, Colin Wilson from The Athletic. Uh, always enjoy Colin's uh, 
insight, uh, and uh, certainly he's got some uh, some big opinions uh, out there. So we're going to talk to Colin uh, a little bit later on in this hour. Got some NFL news to hit on, but I, I just can't overlook uh, what has come across my uh, my computer here. Speaking of college football, yes, would you spend a hundred dollars? I mean, look. Now, anytime you go to Costco, you end up buying something that you, you don't necessarily need. I was just there the other day and I bought, you know, dishwasher pods for essentially the next like four years. Um, <laughs> that said, if you are in the state of New Jersey, Femi Bepefe, yep, you could get two lower level sideline tickets and parking for a hundred dollars to the Rutgers Scarlet wow. Knights. Would you do it? Now, now here's now a- the home schedule includes yes. Wagner, Iowa, maybe the West champs. Nebraska on a Friday night. It could be okay. Indiana's going to be horrible. Michigan and Penn State. That's not a bad little slate, a little late November uh, showdown against the, uh, the Nittany Lions. Look, I'll just say this. I have certainly spent $100 on stupider things than two sideline tickets to a college football uh, game. I guess the over-under would be, Femi, how many of those games would you actually go to? And that's the thing right here. Because <laughs> if now if the schedule was topsy-turvy to where we had those Michigan and Penn State games a little bit earlier when the weather is a little bit better out there in New Jersey, then I'd be sold. But the fact that the cherry on top is not all the way until early November and then November 19th with Penn State, the weather's not going to be that great out there in Pescataway, New Jersey. So no, I, I don't know if I'm going to be sold on that, to be quite honest. Iowa's a decent sell there. I, if Ohio State was on the schedule, I would go because that offense, I think, is going to be electric, and it'll be fun to just see them in person. But Michigan, Penn State in November. Yeah. Bundle up, man. Bundle up for that. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think the idea, you know, you walk in, you're you're you know, you're grabbing your delicious, you know, homemade cookies there from Costco and yep. uh and you're like, you know, a little splash of bourbon in the cocoa. Fifty bucks for tickets, it's no big deal. And then the games come around, you're like, I don't want to see Wagner. I wanna sit yeah. at home and watch Alabama take on uh, Texas. Texas that day. You know, do I wanna go Nebraska on a Friday night? That could be kind of fun. But yeah. uh there you go. Costco and Rutgers, uh, two peas in a pod, as is South Carolina uh, in Costco as well. It's not the worst thing in the world. All right, 20 to nothing, second half underway. Uh, let's go Jaguars second half. Mm-hmm. Let's thread this needle. Uh, I have uh, Raiders money line uh, minus 140. Now have Jaguars minus a half, as does Femi. Yes. A little keep us entertain money out there. Nothing too crazy, but. Uh, I'm in on the second half. No pre-flop for me, just in on the second half. We're going to do this as a show bet. Show bet. Synergy. Team synergy. See, Sean's not here, so we can be together on this. I was going to say, you guys are adversarial at this point. Yeah, we, we have we have a little bit of a rivalry. Uh, I saw Brian Erlacher, uh, by the way. He was uh, you know, hanging out with Derek, uh, and he's going to be – I saw him, he, him Sean King, yep. um, a couple oh, yeah. others. Mike yeah. Palm is going to have a, a, you know, a big thing here. Adam Chernoff Adam is a part of Chernoff, it. Adam Chernoff, yes. So a lot, of, uh, a lot of great minds will be together in a couple weeks here at Circa. And uh, I saw Brian Erlacher. He let me know that Sean hit him right in the numbers. Oh no! On a on a, a game winning drive. So I'm gonna hold that one in the pocket. Oh, you better. And uh, I'm gonna we're gonna get Mr. Erlacher's number, and uh, we're gonna get him to come on the show, and uh, let's we'll, we'll tell some stories there. So uh, <laughs> that'll be good. That was uh, that was fun to see. But uh, the big news today is 
the defending champs have got some issues potentially brewing. Sean McVay said today of Matthew Stafford's right elbow pain, quote, a little bit abnormal for a quarterback, comparing it instead to what pitchers deal with. Stafford, who dealt with an injury issue last year, received an injection in his right elbow during this offseason. He did not throw during the Rams' spring workout, saying he and the team are trying to be smart with his throwing arm. Stafford threw uh, during individual seven-on-seven drills on Thursday, but did not take part in team reps. McVay said early in the week that he doesn't expect Stafford to do so before the Rams leave Irvine on August 10th. So, Femi. Yep. The defending world champs, they uh, put up a big middle finger to the NFL draft. That's what they do. Now, I'll give them a, I'll give them a pass on this because it's a quarterback you overpay. You you spend on quarterbacks. So yes. this is not a depth issue. This is, look. Nobody has depth at quarterback. If the Green Bay Packers, you know, and I, I talk about this, you know, when I do my, you know, radio hit in, Green, uh, in Milwaukee all the time. I'm like, look, if Aaron Rodgers goes down, you're screwed. And and every other team is pretty much yeah. screwed if you if your if your quarterback goes down. How big of a concern is this for you or for Rams backers out there that this is popping up already, basing it off of he was dealing with pain last year? You know what? On a scale of one to ten, as we sit here on August fourth, I would put this at a four. Ooh, that's pretty high. I put it at a four. Um, I, I wouldn't go anything above a five. or like, I don't think we're at six or seven quite yet. Uh, I put it at a four because they said that they can manage it. To me, it almost re- reminds me of being a Cowboy fan last summer. Dak Prescott's shoulder, mm-hmm. they said that he was overworking it. He didn't throw that much uh, after about the second week of training camp. And then we didn't really know wh- how that shoulder would hold up early on in the season. It appeared to be fine. It was the lower body stuff, the calf that ended up hurting Dak last year. So, Right now, because he dealt with it a year ago and they have a plan in place to kind of load manage it, to me, it feels like it's a four. But if we keep creeping closer to the regular season and let's say week one, the early Wednesday practice report, I believe it's going to be now on a Sunday since they play on that Thursday for week one. If that practice report says questionable and limited in practice, that I think is when you start to get a little bit worried, especially as it pertains to early in the season as we've seen the market already respond here with that week one game with Buffalo and L.A. Yeah, and um, Buffalo is now the favorite against the Chargers, and that was prior to this news coming out. And They've been bet today. Yeah, and, and I'll, I'll say this, Femi. I mean, early returns here have not been great for the Rams in camp, right? Van Jefferson gonna ha- had minor surgery earlier this week after tweaking his knee, expected to be out a couple of weeks. So this is a team that we know, and the, you know, look, they're the defending champs, um, so they they can do whatever they want, but you you look at this roster, and the biggest question I always have because of how they construct this roster is the depth. And I'll go back to what I said, Femi. You get hurt at quarterback, you're you're in trouble regardless. But you know, Van Jefferson goes down. Is he ready? You know, they spent a second round pick last year on Tutu Atwell. Didn't really show much promise. You know, uh, they they went out. They got Allen Robinson. So. Even with the Stafford situation, I guess it, it just opens up the uh, the discussion of the Rams. Do you believe in this Rams team heading into you know this season defending their championship? 
Is there that Super Bowl hangover? Would you look at a team like the 49ers to potentially win this division? Look, they, they've got a massive unknown at, uh, at quarterback position with Trey Lance, but they're sitting at plus 150 at DraftKings to win the division. You know, what would you rather do in that division? Would it be a Rams play, or do you think that the 49ers, it's their time to take this division? I don't think I'd want to bet the Niners at plus 150. I'd rather try to bet them to maybe win the NFC or win the Super Bowl or Trey Lance MVP. I know that's kind of been a hot thing Mm -hmm. over the last couple of weeks. If I had to bet the division, I would still bet the Rams because I haven't seen anything. Now, this report is a little bit concerning. Like I said, it's on a four on a scale of one to ten, but I haven't seen anything from how their roster is built and the cohesiveness and the continuity on that coaching staff that has scared me off of the Rams doing good things this year. That doesn't mean they're going to win the Super Bowl, but – I think they can at least be a second weekend playoff caliber team once again. Bet me the Jags' first drive ended in a punt. It was promising, too. I know. Thought we were thought we were going to get there. Live line in a 20 to nothing game. Raiders, minus 20. That's Bet me a Bebefe. I'm Tim Murray. We're talking, <laughs> we're talking college football <laughs> next, right here on VCU. Slash podcast to start listening for free today. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season and our weekly prediction pools to fight for your share. Of $62,500 in total cash prizes, head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon. Now to join the action, Blue Moon made brighter. 21 and over. Only terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. Alongside Femi Abebefe, I am Tim Murray. we got the Hall of Fame game going on. We're on the right side of the 50 here, Femi, with we our are, Jags but second third down. Oh, boy. Don't get up. Oh, there you oh. go. See? Terrible. Terrible. It's what happens when you try to uh, thread the needle on a second half. All right, uh, let's bring in a guest who uh, knows a little thing about uh, trying to thread the needle with a uh, with a with a middle opportunity. It is Colin Wilson from the Action Network, and he joins us right now at underscore Colin One on Twitter. Colin, uh, one of my favorite college football follows out there, and uh, always a pleasure to chat with him. Uh, I want to start with a team that I know. When you put out your power ratings, I want to say shortly after the season or maybe in the springtime, raised a lot of eyebrows, and that was NC State. Now, a lot of people have you know followed and and you know been intrigued by them, but they're sitting out there eight to one to win the ACC. You know, maybe a, a long shot to make the uh, to make the CFP. So, uh, give us the 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 breakdown of NC State, how high you have them power rated, and if it's worth a play for them to win the conference this year? Yeah, I mean, everybody saw the power ratings immediately, and, and I think they were number four on that first list that came out. But what they don't realize is the power rating still had them, I think, two touchdowns away from Clemson. It still had them uh, within four points of, like, ten other teams. So, you know, the, the getting the fourth place was something. But a couple other teams hopped them after transfer portal and, uh, you know, some returning production stuff. A couple teams caught up there. But they're still in my top ten. I think they're number eight overall. Power rating-wise, I put them two touchdowns outside of the big boys, Alabama and the Ohio States of the world. And really, it comes down to 
the mindset of this team, how good they were last year, like how close they just fumbled, turnover the ball away against Mississippi State. They proved to themselves that they can beat Clemson. Uh, you know, and the losses that they had, it was on them. It wasn't really because they got beat. Even that, you know, that Miami game is like something that they should have had. Now this entire roster returns, which is something I knew about. And once that bowl game was canceled, which was going to look like the most beautiful bowl game ever in Petco with UCLA <laughs> and NC State, I talked to I talked to Dave Doran at, uh, at at ACC Media Days, and I can't tell you how upset he is, how focused Devin Larry, the quarterback, is. They are so mad that they were told the morning of that bowl game that they were not going to be able to play. If they would have had an extra day, they could have pulled a Rutgers and got some, you know, like Rutgers went down to play a bowl with a five win as a five win team, but they went, they didn't have any time to get anybody to come and play that bowl. And there's just this chip on the shoulder, Uber focus. They have everything that you would want from returning production, uh, from a standpoint of defensive coordinator. Tony Gibson is one of the best in the nation. Uh, he, he is going to be a head coach somewhere or an NFL defensive coordinator. Uh, so they checked all the boxes so early for me. And the first number that came out was 14 to 1. And I know it's down to 8 to 1. I think I saw a shop at 5 to 1 to win the ACC. And that's getting a, a little bit too far because the only place on the schedule where you're hedging is that game against Clemson. So you need enough bandwidth. You need enough room to come in on the other side on Clemson if you want to hedge a ticket. Colin, in doing a lot of these college football previews and talking to a lot of the experts, I have yet to find anyone who says anything negative about the Utah Utes out in the Pac-12. <laughs> is there anything in your mind that can prevent Utah from winning the conference? Yeah, Utah and Pac-12. I mean, Utah was in this situation a couple of years ago when they went to the Pac-12 championship. And essentially, you know, Tyler Huntley they essentially lost the game themselves. I mean, just completely overthought it, got blown out, I believe, by Oregon. And, uh, you know, next thing you know, they end up in a, in a bowl game, a New Year's Six bowl game, but it wasn't the college football playoff. They were right there knocking on the doorstep of the college football playoff. So it's, it's just really a question if they believe in themselves. Now, if they want to take that game against Ohio State in the Rose Bowl and apply that to, you know, when they get to the Pac-12 championship game once again and believe in themselves that they can do this, then they will. Because I don't think that they have any competitors here. USC is massively overhyped. I mean, shops have hung nine and a half. I, I'm still scratching my head. Maybe USC wins 10 games, but beating Utah is not going to be a part of that, especially in Rice-Eccles. Uh, what you need is Cam Rising to, to be what he was in the Rose Bowl every single game, every single week. And the defense is always going to bring it, but they're heavily loaded everywhere on the roster. They are a uh, head, head and above beyond anyone in the Pac-12 right now. And when you look at it, Colin, I was we're talking to Colin Wilson from the Action Network. Would you look at Utah because being that fourth and final team to make the playoff? Most of the discussion, obviously, is around Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, one way mm -hmm. or the other. You know that fourth spot to me is very intriguing. Who would you look at as maybe a, a longer shot to make that college football playoff in in, in the likely four spot? Yeah, and I don't think it's going to be Clemson out of the ACC. I honestly believe that it's going to be NC State and Pitt playing in the championship game. Wow. And if both wow. of those teams can, make, if both those teams can make it there with one loss, then they're going to go to the playoff. You know, Wake Forest. Do you think that's crazy? But Wake Forest was right there knocking on the door too for a while for so long last season, and they don't even play defense. So uh, you know, a, a one-loss ACC team is going to get a spot. But when you have to start reaching, I just don't think the group of five is going to have a strong enough competitor, much less have an undefeated team to slot into that college world playoff like Cincinnati did, because there's a lot of holes with some of the top teams in the G5. So you have to point to Utah. If you're going to take someone that you think can make it, I don't see two losses on their schedule. 
and it's going to come down to that Pac-12 championship game. So, you know, you could either lay uh, to make the playoff or you could lay them to, uh, what, plus 250 to win the Pac-12. I would find the best value because I think Utah is a team that's knocking on that fourth spot. It's interesting, Colin. You said that you don't think a group of five team can make the playoff this year like we saw with Cincinnati last year. But playoff aside, who is the best group of five team in the country? Yeah, I actually struggle with those because there's so much change. Like Desmond Ritter is not there for Cincinnati anymore. Uh, they lost half their defense, only 46% return. So I kind of tossed them aside. Houston is someone I want to believe in. But, hey, same thing. You know, they're, they got only 55% of their defense coming back. Uh, and, you know, they've got a schedule that, you know, getting through 12-0 uh, at the beginning of the season, uh, you know, it'd be a little bit tough. Uh, they do have the easiest AAC schedule. But when I look down the list, if there's a team that I love more than anybody, it's it's Air Force. And with that schedule, you know, with uh, with Army, with Navy, and some what they have to play in the Mountain West, the question is, do you think that they can make the college football playoff? And would the committee look at an Air Force and kind of say, nah, you know, we don't like triple options. They're kind of boring. Uh, we can't take a, a, you know, a team like this. But if you look at them, and, and this is the thing that amazes me about them. I, I mean, I project them to have the highest win total in all of the Mountain West. They're a team that consistently finishes in the top 40 in success rate, moving the ball on both sides and stopping the ball. And then finishing drives, they finished top 30 last year on offense, which means they always score points when they get down in the zone. But here's the thing that people, <clears throat> people don't realize. They have the easiest schedule of offenses. Of any of the top G5 names you can, you can get, their average SP plus offensive rank of schedules they're going to face is 106. So there's a little bit of turnover on their defense. But it doesn't matter because they are playing the easiest slate of offenses of almost any G5 team from a scheduling perspective. And you bring back Izzy Daniels, you bring back their running back, you bring back an offensive line. They're a machine. And, uh, you know, they're built to, uh, to, to pound people in the head. So a little bit of tricky stuff on the schedule, but I think that they can, to me, they're the best G5 team. Well, it's interesting. I mean, a handful of folks here uh, at the network uh, in our college football betting guide, also on Air Force, the Gentlemen, that was sitting there for you yesterday, Adam Burke, uh, very high on Air Force as well. We're talking to Colin Wilson uh, from the Action Network, underscore Colin1 is where you can find him uh, on Twitter. All right, Colin, let's look at some long shots for the Heisman. You know, we're sitting at C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young uh, way up there on the odds board. Uh, you've got Will Anderson, who certainly got a lot of buzz, Caleb Williams. You know, further down the list, I took a shot uh, at 60-1 to 1 a couple weeks ago on uh, on Jackson Smith and Jigba just because I think he could score 97 touchdowns against Notre Dame uh, in, in that first weekend. Um, who are some of the longer shot guys that you look at in the Heisman market? I, yeah, well, first off, before we get there, you being the Notre Dame guy, I have the same sentiment. I, that spread <laughs> baffles me. Um, you know, if you want to go super long shot, uh, I think the big, I mean, of course I have a Cam Rising 100 to 1, right? Of course I have a Jackson Smith and a Jigba when it was 75 to 100 to 1 when odds were first released. So those are the two that I have, but they're not exactly as long shot as the one that I, the, the bet that I placed within the last two weeks. I was talking to Jim Harbaugh at Big Ten Media Days last week, and all he could talk about was Donovan Edwards, about Donovan Edwards doing this, about him passing, about him rushing, about him receiving, that he can do everything on the team, and that he is, as Harbaugh says this, He's the most special player that we've had on this team. And, and like, I don't know if he said a generation or if he said, uh, you know, (laughs) four or five years, but in a long time, he's never seen a player like Donovan Edwards. So I go back and I watch some film. I checked all the boxes. Then I go and I check my advanced stats. I see that his yards per route run uh, when he was uh, doing some receiving was somewhere like 4.8. Now, if you don't know what yards per route run is, it's how good are you when you get thrown the ball? How explosive are you? Two, 
is a great number. Donovan Edwards was in the fours. Uh, and and now that, you know, Josh Gaddis isn't there and they want to replicate the same offense in Michigan, uh, you know, Blake Corns is there, but Hassan Haskins isn't. I think those are all Donovan Edwards touches. I found them at 300 to 1. Most shops are 100 to 1. I like it. Colin, great catching up, man. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, thanks, guys. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. There he is. Kyle Wilson from the Action Network. Donovan Edwards. Mm. It's the nightcap here on VEASAN. This is the nightcap on VEASAN, the sports betting network. The College Football Guide is out right now. Start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of all 131 teams, including team trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations. Plus, our best win total bets are out there. Heisman hopefuls, playoff predictions. The only way to get access to this year's football betting guide is become a VEASAN all-access subscriber yeah, there we go. Sign up early, and for a discount of 175 bucks, you'll receive the college and pro football betting guides, along with full VEASAN access all the way through the Super Bowl, or join us for 40 bucks a month and see everything VEASAN has to up your betting game. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options. Become part of the Sports Betting Network. Alongside Femi Abebefe, I am Tim Murray, and yeah, there was a little fist pump mid-read uh, mid right there because... Our Jaguars just hit a field goal, and uh, hopefully we can thread the needle here and uh, and get that beautiful middle uh, for the Jags and the Raiders. It is twenty to three right now on uh, uh, for the Jaguars. I, I just want to double down real quickly on something uh, mentioned by Colin Wilson. Thanks for Colin Wilson joining us. Mm-hmm. Air Force. Uh, this has been a common theme I've heard. Uh, through the offseason of of this high praise uh, for the Falcons in the Mountain West. Here at Circa, plus 430 to win the conference. Um, it's what Adam Burke uh, in our uh, VEASAN college football betting guide had to say about the Falcons in uh, one of his best bets, which was over eight and a half wins for Air Force. 
He said, my projections, my projections have Air Force at 10.25 wins as the Falcons should be favored in every game on the schedule. This is one of my biggest overlays relative to the market as Air Force gets Boise State at home and should have limited trouble in conference play. A road game at Utah State after hosting Navy is the only real stumbling block I can see. We have a lot of margin for error with a very experienced team coming off a 10-win season. Even if we include the COVID-19 season, Air Force 26-8 and in the last 34 games, including two seasons with double-digit wins. This might be Troy Calhoun's best team of the bunch. So there you go. That was uh, Adam Burke's analysis of Air Force there in the uh, in the Mountain West, and uh, you know, um, and we heard right there from uh, from Colin Wilson saying that he believed uh, there. It wasn't like overwhelming confidence, Femi, that he said that Air Force was the best G five team, but he said it wasn't that far off, and that you know when push came to shove, he would go Air Force as the best G five team, and you know the opportunity there uh, to grab them at plus four thirty here at Circa over eight and a half, you know. And this is one of those situations where I've got, I think, four win total uh, plays already. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking real hard about Air Force just because everyone you kind of keep talking to is so high on the Falcons heading into this year. And, you know, to go 9-3 and three after a double-digit win season last year when right now they are favored to win every single game. Not to say they're going to do that, but when you've got – there are – I think I saw Femi – Five or six teams right now preseason are favored to win every game of the season. You know, it's the usual suspects. Alabama, yeah. Georgia, Ohio State. Uh, there were a couple others. And Air Force. Hmm. So we've got, you've got a pretty, as Adam pointed out in the, you know, in the VEASAN guide, betting guide, there's a pretty big wiggle room there for a team that's favored in every single game and the win total being at eight and a half. Now, where did this win total open? Because I'm almost wondering, are we late to the party on the over here? Or is there still some more room to go up? Um, you know, I, I, I think I'd, I'd have to double check. Um, because everything that Colin said about Air Force and what you read from Adam's expert there in the betting guide, which you should make sure to subscribe to that and, and get that for the folks out there who have not purchased it just yet. Because if you want to bet college football uh, and you're doing it without the guide, I wouldn't recommend that. The guide has packed with a lot of information, over 300 pages. But it's a lot of really good information. And it's, he seems like he's very high on this Air Force team that has won some games here recently. Um, that's why I'm almost concerned about where did this open? Did it open eight? Now it's eight and a half, or has it sat here at eight and a half, just waiting for us to kind of get involved here? Because if if the party's over, maybe bet them to win the Mountain West at the plus four fifty, plus four hundred, wherever you're shopping there. But if we're still early in the game, yeah, why not go over? Because all the signs point to that. Yeah, uh, you know, I'll poke around a little bit. I do think, um, if if memory serves me correct, I think I heard. Uh, Brad Powers grabbing a seven and a half way back when. Um, so <laughs> he's always early to every. Party. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Brad. <laughs> Brad is not afraid to fire, and he gets on things uh, quicker than we do. But uh, yeah, that's one that uh, the more and more I hear about it, do a little more digging. It's intriguing. It's intriguing. Yeah, it certainly is there at eight and a half. Um, Heisman long shots is, is an interesting discussion, and you heard from Colin uh, that. A name that I don't think many people have discussed or even heard of, Donovan Edwards uh, at Michigan. You know, you can get him what three hundred to one at the Westgate Superbook yep. right now. Um, that that is that's the definition of a long shot 
Is there anyone, Femi, in your eyes that is, you know, uh, worth looking at? I, I mentioned, and I think it's still available at Westgate at 60 to 1, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. I talked about it on the show. Uh, I took a little bit of a flyer on him at 60 to 1. The reason being, and, and you see it at DraftKings at 25 to 1. I would not play it at 25 to 1. It is a long shot. But what I've said, I think I said it to you a couple weeks ago, I, I truly believe Smith and Jigba is going to light up Notre Dame. Notre Dame's corners are okay, but you got to be better than okay if you're going to be, you know, uh, going up against Smith and Jigba. And think about how high profile that game is. That is a game that everybody is talking about right now. College game day is going to be there Saturday night, Labor Day weekend, you know, at the shoe. So I think a big game there, the odds are going to shrink. That's why for me, I jumped in at 60 to 1. Another one that we've talked about a little bit and. You know, I know that uh, that Colin wasn't very high on this particular team, but I think Cade Klubnik is is one that intrigues me, and it seems that's, like it intrigues you too. Yeah, that's the one that I wrote down. It's sixty to one there, Cade Klubnik, especially if he's able to now only if he's able to unseat DJ Uyunglele at yep. quarterback, uh, because Clemson has the pieces. I mean, that's a high profile program. They are fourth on the odds board to win the national title. Right now, from based on the odds, they should be that fourth team to make to the college football playoff. So the path is there for Klubnik. The only hurdle is, does he actually unseat Uwe Ungalale in training camp, or is it early in the season? And if it's early in the season, he has to do it early enough to where he can build up that case, because we saw with Caleb Williams last year, after unseating the preseason Heisman yeah. favorite in Spencer Rattler, it was too little too late, and it also fizzled out anyways there at Bedlam. But I think that Klubnik at 60-1 to 1 is a guy that I would look at. Potentially, if you're hearing good things out of Clemson training camp, then maybe that's a guy that you could throw a little something on to win the Heisman. Oh. 20, 10, 5, <laughs> touchdown, Jeff. Flag on the field. Oh, get out of Flag here. Flag on the field. I mean, what are we doing? Count it anyway. Come on. I mean, call up Mike Pritchard. He knows a thing about faux laundry being on the field. Yeah, that <laughs> ring, Pritch. Yeah. <laughs> Don't punt the rocket, Ishmael. What are you guys doing? Wasn't a block in the back. Uh, and there's the hold, and it's coming on back. Come on, Jags. Does does it's back to the Heisman discussion? Because yes. does somebody like Anthony Richardson intrigue you out there at Florida? With no. Billy Napier now there, you think that Florida? You just don't. You're not buying him in. I'm not. I'm not buying Florida, okay. and I think this. Because he's a big time talent. From for what sure, a lot of people have been saying. No, no doubt about it. To me, Femi, I think we've gotten to the point, right or wrong. Where you now we've we've got exceptions to the rules. Lamar Jackson, Tim Tebow, when he won it, they weren't very you know they weren't the best team in the country. I think yeah. they were eight and four or something like that. Manziel, uh, uh, Manziel, they won. They beat Alabama that year, but yeah. they they ended up with two losses. I think they won the Cotton Bowl. So there there are exceptions to the rule, but more often than not, we're kind of getting into the day and age where your team has to be top you know playoff team. And I just don't believe in this Florida team. I think they're going to have some bumps on the road. So, you know, I, I understand the intrigue. You know, another guy that would intrigue me, I just don't think they're ready to do it. Hendon Hooker at Tennessee. Yeah. I think he could have a big year. Uh, you're looking at him around 50 to 1 or so. You know, the fascination for me, you know, with Will Anderson, you know, you look at, uh, you know, Manti Teo, he finished second in the Heisman voting in 2012. Uh, the last defensive player to win it was Charles Woodson in 1997. Will Anderson is a spectacular, spectacular football player, but is he that? Is he good enough? And and look, we saw Aiden Hutchinson finish second, second last year. Place, yeah. So it, it's happened before. Is Will Anderson good enough? To me, 
I, I would need a longer shot than, you know, I'm looking at Westgate right now at 20 to 1. You know, and another one sticking with Alabama, I think Jameer Gibbs at 60 to 1 is worth a look too. Yeah. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, uh, the transfer from Georgia Tech, I think he's, he's an extremely, extremely exciting player. See him at 40 to 1 there at DraftKings. So I think there's, there's ways to get uh, creative, but I would, in my opinion, I would stay in that they've got to be on a top three team type of range. Which is a good way to go about it because this is an award that if you're playing in the big games, you're going to get the big publicity as well. Cam Rising, though, that, that's an interesting name. If Utah can make it to the playoff. We do some summer conditioning on the Patriots next. Check out the VEASAN store for the latest. And- At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.